and welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, I'd like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Winella, and she lived in a very special house full of many special rooms. The most special room of all, though, was Winella's room, because everything in it was pink and blue. Everything in it except for one thing. Do you know what that was? Ceiling fan. The ceiling fan. And what color was the ceiling fan? Purple. Yes. You go ahead and answer too. What color was the ceiling fan? Go ahead. Very good. Everybody can answer. Winella woke up one morning and stretched. She lay in bed for just a moment, blinking the sleep out of her eyes before she remembered that today was a big day. Today was the day that she had already freed Do, Re, Mi, Fa, and La, and that the only fairies she had left, music fairies she had left to free from the silence, were Soul and Tea. Well, today was the day that she was going to free those last two fairies and put an end to the silence that hung over Treble and the silence that hung over Winella's own house. She knew that today was the day that she needed to go Silence in search of soul. soul. Silence just meaning quiet, not silence meaning the silence that the misconductor had summoned. I just meant that it was quiet because not all the music fairies were rescued yet. Now Anella knew one thing, which is that when you were going to have a big day, you should start with a good breakfast. So she slid down the stairs, downstairs, and she had a breakfast of pancakes that her mommy had made for her. Then she went upstairs to her room and she packed some things into a backpack that she thought she might need. Now, can you think of some useful things that you might pack into a backpack if you were going to rescue fairies? Um, a water gun. A water gun, yes. And what else? What would you pack, Diana? Uh, um, a ball. A ball? A ball and a water gun? A ball. And can you think of anything else, Becca? I don't know. Well, she did those things. She packed a ball, she packed a water gun, and she packed a flashlight. Why? She just thought she might need it. And then, of course, she packed the most important thing that she had. The beautiful Omni harp that she had learned to play tunes on and that had proved to be her greatest defense. It was a gift from the conductor the creator of Treble, and she knew in her heart that she would need it if she was ever going to defeat the silence and the misconductor and bring music back into the world. Once she had packed her backpack, she went downstairs and out into her backyard and got on the Cat's Paw Highway. She thought that she would stop someplace else before she went to Treble, so she got on the Cat's Paw Highway spun around three times saying, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, 
take me where I want to go. And she went to that someplace else and recruited some more help. And then she continued on her journey and arrived in trouble. She knew the moment she was in trouble because even though this was a different part of trouble than she'd been to before, she could immediately see that there were some rocks that were in the shape of drumsticks. And she could see that there were some grass that was growing and vines. And when she looked at the grass and vines more closely, she could see that they were actually strings for guitars and violins and violas and cellos. They just grew right out of the ground like grass. And when you needed one, you just came along and cut it off and attached it to your instrument. Well, Vanilla looked around and thought, Soul, now, if I were the music fairy in charge of all of the sounds that are made by people who sing and instruments that people make, where would I be? She thought, hmm, I think I might be in the area where they give concerts in trouble. She looked down at the map on her hand, and she could see there that in the center of treble, there was an area that was marked Concert Hall. So she began to walk towards that. Now, she hadn't gone very far before she walked into a clearing and saw there a big black wolf. The wolf was sitting in the middle of the clearing, and he was sort of humming to himself in a wolfish sort of way, going, he was so black she thought for a moment that he might be one of the silences but when she looked at him more carefully she could see that not all of him was black his tongue was sticking out and it was quite pink so she was pretty sure that this was just a regular wolf but just because it was a regular wolf didn't necessarily mean he was friendly she took a step into the clearing the wolf looked up and said you can't come through here this is my clearing and Renal said well I'm sorry but I have to get to the concert hall in order to see if Sol is there so I can free her from the silence. And the wolf said, Hmm, 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 Nope. My clearing. Now I thought for a minute. She looked into her knapsack and she took out the ball. And she said, Do you like to play ball? And the wolf said, Hmm, 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 maybe. So she took the ball and she threw it as hard as she could. And the wolf tore off after it out of the clearing. Manila thought that maybe it was best if she got through the clearing before the wolf got back. So she went ahead and walked through. And she continued her journey to the concert hall. She had walked along for a while further when she saw that up ahead there was a very thirsty-looking old man. He was standing by the side of the road, and he was sweating, and he was mopping the sweat off his brow with a handkerchief. But he was sort of humming a little tune as he did it, singing, And Vanilla said, You look very hot. And he said, Oh, yes, I wish I had something to drink. 
So Anella thought for a minute, and she took her squirt gun out of her backpack, and she said, Here, open your mouth. And the old man opened his mouth, and she squirted him right in the mouth with the water. And he said, Oh! Oh! And he swallowed it down, and he said, Oh, that was wonderful. Thank you, little girl. And Ronella stuck out her hand. She said, I'm Ronella. And the man said, Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Ronella. And she walked along a little further. And she could see up ahead that there was the concert hall. She could also see that it was very gray and misty around the concert hall. And as she walked towards it, she could see materializing out of the mist and stalking toward her the three big black shapes shaped like cats. And Vanella's heart began to beat faster. She said, I thought, oh no, the rests are here. And I'm not with Joey this time. The rests began to get closer to her. And Vanella didn't quite know what to do. And just then, the wolf came bounding back up to her with the ball and said, Oof, here you go. Let's throw it again. And Vanella said, I can't throw it. Those rests are after me. And the wolf turned and he said, and he threw himself at the rest, and he bit them, all of them, and they ran off. And he chased them off and said, throw that ball. So she threw the ball again, and he went dashing off after it. Then she walked into the mist, and it began to get thicker and grayer. She, everything was very, very quiet, and she couldn't see very far in front of her at all. And she could just make out the outline of the concert hall in front of her. And silence. And she thought that thought that it seemed a little darker and mistier and grayer than she remembered it being. And the mist started to get kind of thick. She almost felt like she had to push her way through it, like she was trying to walk through a big ball of cotton or something. But finally, she reached the concert hall and she swung the door open and stepped inside. Now she had hoped that all the mist would just be outside, but she stepped inside, she could see that inside the concert hall, the mist was even thicker. She got a little nervous, and she took out the omni-harp and kind of played a few little notes on the omni-harp to keep up her courage, and the mist, as usual, didn't seem to like it. It kind of pulled back away from her, and it was a good thing that it did, because when it pulled back away from her, she could see that the rests were back and they were coming back towards her again. But this time she already had her backpack open. She pulled out the flashlight that she had kept, and she shone it right on the rests. And because they were just shadow, when she shone the flashlight on them, they just disappeared. Because the shadows can't stay there when you've got a bright light right on them. So, Manella walked down towards the stage, continuing to pluck the strings of the Omni-Harp. And soon she found that, as she was plucking them, she found herself plucking a tune that went And as she she plucked the tune and the tune began to flow forth, she started to feel much braver. So much braver, in fact, that she didn't jump very much at all when the mist parted in front of her, and there, standing in front of her with his arms crossed, was the misconductor. 
And Ronaldo said, <gasps> and the misconductor said, I've got you now. And just then she heard a noise behind her, and it was the old man she had given the drink to. And he said, excuse me, sir, could we have a word for a moment? And the misconductor said, how are you? And the old man sort of stood up straighter, and Ronella noticed that his clothing was really very white, much whiter than she remembered it being. And he stood up straighter, and he looked at the misconductor, and he said, not who I appear to be. Come, you and I need to have a talk. And the conductor held out his hand, and the misconductor walked toward him as if he had no choice at all, and together they walked out of the building. Ronella took a moment to catch her breath. She had had quite a startle seeing the misconductor. And then she walked forward a few paces to the thickest part of the fog, and there she could see a fairy lying wrapped in fog, shrouded in silence. Ronella thought for a moment, and she took out her omni-harp, and she again played the tune that the silence had seemed to dislike so very much. And when the fog thinned again around the fairy, she quickly reached out, grabbed the fairy by her hand, and ran out of the concert hall. As she ran, the fairy seemed to wake up, oh, stretching her arms and blinking open her eyes. She was a fairy that had light violet hair and was dressed all on purple, except for her wings, which were the most lovely golden yellow color. The fairy said, oh, who are you? And Winella said, I'm Winella. We have no time to spare. We must get out of here. The silence is all around us. And the fairy said, the silence? Oh, dear. She said, well, I'm Sol, and I'm the fairy of musical instruments. And Ronella said, I know. She said, do you know anything about this instrument? And she held out the omni-harp. And Sol said, oh, yes, that's the conductor's omni-harp. She said, if he's to remove the silence from the land, we must bring it back to him once you have freed us all. And Ronella said, oh, well, I only have one of your sisters left to free. And so closed her eyes for a minute as if thinking, I said, yes, T, I can feel her. She's up in the mountains at the very edge of treble. She's the fairy of quiet. And Manala said, quiet? How can, you, how can you have a fairy of quiet? I thought you were a fairy of music, fairies of, of sound and music. And Sol smiled and said, well, yes, we are. But even quiet is a part of music at times. But I think the misconductor has used T's quiet to create this silence. You must rescue her so that the silence will go away and become again just the sort of quiet that can be part of music. And Ronella said, that sounds like it's going to be difficult, she said. Luckily, I've got some friends who I asked to come and help me. And just then, swooping down to land beside her were two old friends she knew very well, the chocolate bat and the peanut butter bat. And they said, are you ready, Vanella? And she said, yes, I'm ready. And so they each took her by one shoulder and flapping their wings very hard, they took off up into the air and flew off toward the mountains where tea was held. 
by the Mexican doctor. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created, told, and edited today's story. Questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was composed by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Facebook or Twitter. I'll see you next time.